0: Welcome back to another issue of This Week in College Viability. Hi, my name is Gary Stocker. The topic for this podcast is entitled The Prototypical College Response to Financial Chaos. And it's based on a a story from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch in a late January weekend. And it's written about a a college called Webster University in a St. Louis suburb. And the Post-Dispatch story starts with, for nearly a decade... Webster University has seen enrollment declines by thousands of students and debt rise by the tens of millions of dollars. We see this story with some regularity. College leaders say they have a turnaround strategy largely focused on attracting more international and online students. The chancellor, Beth Strobel, goes on to say in the story, I have always been optimistic and positive about Webster's mission and vision and our ability to adapt to often challenging circumstances. She concludes by saying we are clearly doing what we need to do to ensure that optimism is rewarded with results. I'm not so sure. Why are we waiting effectively a decade? And let's look at the numbers. In the past 10 years, give or take, Webster has spent about $84 million building buildings. All right, that's a decision. They're certainly entitled to do that. In retrospect, that building and that $84 million, mostly in debt, I think, was speculative. Maybe it pays off in the future, but let's talk about why that probably isn't the case. Over a six-year period, the story goes on to say, from 2015 to 2021, Webster's enrollment declined 42%, from a little over 17,000 students to about 10,000. And this is according to some university audits, and bond documents that the story uses for its background. Yet, despite tuition increases, the revenue in that same time period has plummeted from not quite 187 million to a little over 133 million during the fiscal 2021 reporting period. During the same period, the university's operating losses, the story goes on to say, continued to spiral from about 13 million to more than 24 million since. 2016, and this is math I did on my own, Webster losses are approaching a total of $100 million. Not good. And so what is the issue? Almost every college like like Webster has the same solution they offer. We will grow our way out of this financial mess. Let me say that again. Almost every college with financial issues like Webster University, and there are scores, if not hundreds, has the same solution that effectively is we will grow our way out of this financial mess. So really, new programs, new degrees, whatever you want to add to the curriculum, the only guarantee is startup costs for salary and designing the program and marketing and all those things that are inherent in starting anything new in a college. But with the competition doing the same thing, Webster and all of the other colleges adding new programs in an attempt to grow out of their financial mess have zero guarantees of adding any materially significant new net revenue. There's just too much competition. Yes, they may add some new revenue but does it provide any materially significant revenue above and beyond the costs associated with starting and running those new programs? The Post-Dispatch story goes on to say that the Webster leadership is bullish on adjusting to meet the needs of a high-demand career fields. And by 2027, the the story reports, university officials aim to have enrolled 1,750 students in the health science fields, comprising more than half of the university's 3,000 students just in St. Louis. Okay, how many times have we seen or read or heard stories about colleges wanting to add a nursing program or a physical therapy program or radiology or respiratory therapy or you name it to serve their communities? And there's, again, nothing wrong with a business decision to do that, but let's talk about what they don't either know or are not sharing with us. And that's at the end of that academic experience for nurses or physical therapists or pharmacists or whatever. Those students have to have hospital slots to be trained in their respective disciplines. Hospitals, if not already running out of training slots for new nurses or medical laboratory scientists or respiratory therapists or whatever, are almost there, there is a saturation point. So could it be that these colleges like Webster University are saying, hey, we'll take the student revenue for those who want to be nurses, respiratory therapists, or whatever, but without guaranteeing that they can actually complete the degree and professional certification requirements to actually earn an income from that profession? There continues to be intense pressure on private colleges mostly, on tuition discounting. They are almost all discounting their tuition to get your students in mine to accept their admissions offer. And of course, when you're discounting tuition, that means you're foregoing revenue associated with that tuition. And I'll back up for a second. Tuition discount, discounting really is the actual act of almost all scholarships, almost all merit aid, it is unfunded scholarships. There is there are no dollars behind tuition discounts. It's just like when you and I buy a car or a house or clothes or whatever, and the manufacturer, or the vendor, or the retailer offers us a discount. same thing. And when we continue to look at these kind of organizations, you know these, these discounts is really kind of uh, draws a connection to something I call couch money. Colleges are generating so little revenue from these new programs that it's just like you and I finding a quarter in between the couch cushions. Webster's admission yield, to go on back to the story, um, also known as a popularity indicator, is down almost 20 points. And the admission yield reflects the percentage of students who once admitted to any college actually show up and start paying tuition revenue. Webster's number is down almost 20 points. It's down 19 points. And I see this through the research and the data I do, the data I present in the College Viability app, across way, way, way too many colleges. At Webster University alone, their 2021 unfunded tuition discounts were over $33 million. The scary part, the funded scholarships that actually had dollars behind them, we're a meager $1.2 million. And as a result of that, the tuition and fee revenue at Webster has decreased $83 million, and the source of my data is the National Center for Education Statistics and its iPEDS database. These trends are not good, not for Webster University, not for many, 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 too many private colleges, and in some cases public colleges in this country. It boils down to a supply and demand issue, and this is a quote in the story, a source quoted in the story by the name of Lisa Washburn, who's managing director at Municipal Market Analytics. She goes on to say, "We've just got too many seats for too few students. I've said this many times before. It is a pure economic scenario. Colleges have too many seats, be they in person, online, blended, hybrid, whatever you want to call them, and there are not enough college students of whatever age to fill them. And so finally, while the details of this story are about Webster University, the responses from other private and public colleges are almost universally the same. Let's grow our way out. Do we not see the lack of logic that if every college is trying to grow its way out of financial distress, none or very few will be able to, to do so? And while colleges can't, cannot, cut their way to success, they can certainly look to change their business model and look for merger or other consolidation partners. Webster and other college leaders in similar positions should be looking to lower their cost base because the documented trends from the past are not promising.